0: Because people self-di or self-diagnose. Si- um, diagnose. I know. What am I trying to say? They self-identify. They being self. Being a business <laughs> professional. <Shh. laughs>
1: Welcome, everyone, to Nail Social Office Hours, episode fifteen. You know what that means.
0: You sound like an announcer. <laughs>
1: I'm, oh, no. I'm looking the part of the announcer. Okay.
0: What does that mean?
1: Uh, I think it means it's time to retire that trope. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The, there are traditions that are worth uh, giving down to your kids. This is not one of those. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> this one. is kind of ridiculous.
0: Okay. R.I.P. that. So,
1: <laughs> so also, uh, well, I'm Jess Bachman, Digital Strategy Director here at Nail Communications, also Lead Scientist Junior at Nail Social.
0: I'm Rachel Jackson. I am social ads manager or social analytics manager at Nail Communications and at Nail Social. I am a lead scientist. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is a very special episode of Nail Social because we're being filmed again. You wanted more of it. We are back with another filmed episode.
0: And maybe the SD card will be big enough this maybe.
1: time. Also, I'm a little disappointed that I'll have to be sucking in my stomach for the next 40 <laughs> minutes. I've heard that audio adds five pounds. Uh, not sure about that. <laughs>
0: um, okay, let's jump into a short episode. We've gotten some feedback that that's sort of the way to go. Um, well, but we, first we should... We, took oh, a,
1: we, oh. we got some feedback and then we took a poll on it. And um, 36% said to keep it short. Okay. 25% said to keep it long. Yep. Um, so results are mixed. And then twenty five uh, 39% said to wear a hat.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> we do have a jam-packed show. Um, we've got this week in organic. We've got this week in paid. A little segment called How to B2B. And uh, a warning, as well as Let's Talk Tofu, Top of Funnel. And then the rant wheel makes another appearance. Right. But now as a poll.
1: Right. So stick around to understand what any of those topics mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but first we have an update.
1: We do. Um, so, Lil Nas X—I um, didn't say we predicted that he'd be number one, but you we did. Uh, well, it was a pretty, it was a, it was a very safe prediction. So, his song "Old um, Old Town Road," whatever it is, is now the longest number one hit, seventeen weeks surpassing Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey and
0: "Boys to Men." And I don't remember the song. It's like a sad song,
1: right? So, we are into this song as a sort of platform for memes and content and we think that's one of the reasons why it'll last i think the question is how much longer
0: yeah that is a good question i don't know i mean he keeps remixing it and then i we saw yesterday molly cyrus did like a little cover yeah with what's his name the yodeling kid
1: so i'm, I'm gonna say that over under on this is 22 weeks
0: 22 weeks so we're at 17 i'm gonna say 19
1: 19 so yeah. you're taking the under yeah so I think I'm going to take the over, and that it's it might even go to 30 weeks. Whoa, that's a big prediction. <laughs> Lord help us all if that's <laughs> if that's the case. But I think we're in totally new territory. Yeah. With this, I mean, even his name is a, a remix of, of other things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like the little. Okay.
0: Okay. This, this isn't a segment, though. Oh, okay. Sorry. We've already rented so much about oh, this guy. Oh, right.
1: Short episode. Let's move Let's this it.
0: week in organic. <laughs>
1: You bring the corsets will bring the inches. No one wants a vest over nine inches. So but the makeup contains lead poison.
0: At least your complexion will bring all the boys in
1: So the look on your face <laughs> means you probably haven't heard that one. No. So that is a that's from a very popular TikTok meme now where um it's usually gals who have like a rope or something tied around them and then at a certain part of the song they tighten it to To show how skinny their waists are.
0: Oh my god, you should do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. should I? <laughs> um. Okay.
1: It's kind. It's actually kind of gross.
0: Yeah, that's weird. That I don't like corset culture because it like basically ruins your insides. It's wow. ridiculous. But, um, um,
1: the first time I heard about corset culture was like five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs>
0: Cool. <laughs> well, Kylie Jenner and the other ones—they wear corsets or waist trainers basically to shape you. And and they used to do this like in in Victorian times or whatever. And you'd be really really tiny. Um, or like even even as recent as like the 40s and 50s. But like, it definitely ruins your insides. Or like people get people like who try to look like Barbies or whatever get their ribs taken out.
1: Yeah. So I think that one of the powers of TikTok is, is creating challenges and memes. They're not all good. It's not all like having fun with cheese. Some of it is like body dysmorphia and all sorts mm-hmm. of weird stuff yep. like that
0: and that's pretty rampant in teens yeah man.
1: we should uh craft some legislation to ban
0: <laughs> speaking of legislation or not really but speaking of governmental bodies and
1: things um
0: facebook got slapped with a big five billion dollar huge fine.
1: smackdown huge, huge five billies smackdown.
0: except not
1: no um well, it, it is the largest fine in FTC mm-hmm, history. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the, the last one?
0: It was $168 million, So think about that. $5 billion compared to, like, let's just say $200 million. Huge discrepancy there. And that was for, um, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, well, I, it probably was Google or something. Dish Network. Dish Network. Um, in 2017. So a lot of the headlines are, like, hugest fine ever. Um, this looks like a really big deal for Facebook. Um that's not really the case.
0: Yeah, it's one month of revenue.
1: One month of revenue. Even their stock, uh, the very next day, went up two percent, which is the equivalent to ten billion dollars in market cap. It,
0: this is ridiculous to me. I mean, the point of these fines are when there isn't there isn't f- like full on legislation or like uh, watchdog sort of um, things implemented are in the in the in legislation. So they have these fines to dissuade the behavior from happening again. But when it's just a month of your revenue, that's not going to dissuade anyone.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a deterrent for their behavior of misusing user data and privacy, all the Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And
0: all the twenty twenty sixteen 2016 it, election stuff,
1: all that the stuff. Uh, they get the $5 billion fine as a deterrent, but packaged in that is Facebook is indemnified from bad behavior Prior to June twelfth yeah, of this right. month, right,
0: right, 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 and and like Sheryl Sandberg or Mark Zuckerberg are cannot be as private citizens held accountable was part of this right. as well.
1: So even if we even if we find out later that Sheryl Sandberg is like a Kremlin mole or something, <laughs> there's nothing more that can be done yeah, with it. Right, right, this is right. almost like it's like any company that would that's as large as Facebook. There, it's like this insurance policy that they're buying for five billion dollars. Of all the previous bad behavior any company would take that investors love to see that and they've rewarded facebook for getting this fine so it's not a deterrent Mm -hmm. it's essentially a reward for more of this bad behavior
0: yeah it's really bizarre i mean two democrats voted no against this because it was not strong enough which i mean i agree with but then also you do have to punish them in some way this isn't really a punishment um it just seems like sort of a pass
1: right so Facebook and your data, I'm sure going forward, they're going to come out with new products that are very sensitive to data. Um, and, and they just recently talked about one. Uh, which is that?
0: The brainwaves thing. <laughs> right. It reads, it's like a headset that's going to like read your brainwaves.
1: Right. So they're implementing this technology primarily for like the Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. where instead of having to use the controllers to select something, you in your mind, you can say your thoughts. You can be like, select this, and the the UI will select that.
0: That seems like a good thing for, like, handicapped people, for accessibility, <laughs> but also the, the terrible.
1: That, that is the argument. It's either handicapped people or people in the third world. Okay. We're going to help these people out by creating <laughs> this devious technology. So the, Facebook, essentially, is going to be reading your brainwaves. I'm sure they'll only read the ones related to... <laughs> The The ones that you say yes. (laughs) They won't read anything (laughs) about the weird stuff that you're thinking about or anything like that. (laughs) And then you start seeing ads about um, really disgusting stuff.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll keep an eye on Facebook as uh, all of their finds come through um, and keep you guys updated on that. Mm -hmm. But we have a special segment of This Week in Paid This Week.
1: Let's do it. You bring the corsets, we'll bring the cinches. No one wants a waist over nine inches. So what? The makeup contains lead poison. At least your complexion will bring all the boys in. Nine inches? That's not real.
0: It's real for some people, I that's
1: guess. That's like, that's no.
0: Well, twelve inches. Well, what's this? This is thirteen inches. So oh, nine. Oh, so it's like circumference. Like no, it's like, I don't
1: know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so. Um what i what I found really interesting about paid social is that it, it changes very quickly there's a lot of
0: yeah thanks <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I'm talking to the audience here so there, there's a lot of new information that comes out there isn't and the the whole industry is is not that old so mm-hmm. there isn't this huge corpus there's not like a Wikipedia of how to do things yeah, right. right there's right. not there's not there's no one teaching this in In a course or something. And I'll add that it's
0: not, well, yeah, I literally went to school for this and there was no no dogma behind it at all. But what works for one person does not work for another person. It's very dependent on your client, very Mm -hmm. dependent on the industry you're operating in, very dependent on the type of creative you want to run, the type of campaign. So there's no set rules here. And it's frustrating when people act like, oh, I 100% know the answer when there's no way you could.
1: Right, the deficit of established knowledge leads to an opportunity in a hole for terrible knowledge yeah um and i came across some knowledge uh some al- terrible knowledge some terrible knowledge oh the okay yeah i was just watching videos on how to like scale youtube stuff or scale facebook ads and i found these two youtubers and the video is like how we went from zero to two million dollars in wanna, 60 days
0: do you want to call them out
1: we'll link to it but they, they looked like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, one of them looked like he was um, totally blazed, and the other one looked like he Literally. was high on cocaine.
0: Okay. <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum.
1: <laughs> right. So just, I just want to go over some of these scaling methodologies and get your take on them. Okay. So the first one is called incremental sc- scaling, where you scale. I mean, that sounds right. Right. Where you scale like 20% of your budget a day. Um,
0: 20% is really high.
1: Yeah, They said, they said this is not the most exciting method. It's <laughs> not the most exciting? <laughs> no.
0: Okay. No. Wait, wait. Hold on. For those of you who don't know, if you are maintaining a ROAS above, I don't know, two or three, probably a great idea to scale at mm-hmm. like, I don't know, five to maybe 10% a day. 20% seems very high.
1: Right. So this was there. This is the one that they were pouring sort of cold this water. This the one. Right. <laughs> the next one is called horizontal scaling.
0: Okay. Um, to add more audiences,
1: right? Add more audiences. So this, uh, this is an example of one of the things they said. If you're selling to women who are 45 to 65, why don't you test men 45 <laughs> to 65 or women who are 25 to 40 who like knitting or something older ladies would like. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. So, all right, I'm immediately thinking of a brand we have that's like very um it requires you to either have a male version or a female version and right. it's apparel and <laughs> like that. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. What am I going to suddenly sh- sh- sell my woman's apparel to men?
1: Right. If there's a re- is there a the reason if if women like forty five to sixty are buying your product, there's a like, reason for it. It's yeah. not like some weird random thing that you, you can though send the sellless makeup to like men and it's yeah. like a new audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or women who are like kinda oldish.
1: Right. <laughs> so what do you think of that? Is that gonna work? Uh no. Okay. So it's the next one work. <laughs> the next one they call the Hail Mary method. And they also and then it sounds like something so. You
0: increasing <laughs> your budget by twenty percent every day is not no, no, no. the Hail Mary method. This
1: one's called the Hail Mary method. It sounds like something they'd use if something was going wrong. They say they use this all the time. All right. All right. So so how
0: is it a Hail Mary? That's not.
1: Let's say you have let's say you have ten ad sets that are spending ten dollars each, um, and they're working well. You multiply each of those by ten, so now you have hundred ad sets <laughs> that are spending ten dollars a day for day one. But not all of them are going to spend, not all of them are going to yeah. be good. So mm-hmm. you turn off maybe half of them. So you have like 50 ad sets. And then the next day, you multiply that by 10. So now you have 500 ad sets, but not all of them are going to be working, maybe half of them. So you have 250. And then next day, you have 200. <laughs> so
0: you're exponentially growing the number of <laughs> right. ad sets. And then
1: by day five, you'll probably end up with 1,500 ad sets that are spending $10 a day.
0: What? <laughs> And they do this all the time and it works?
1: Yeah. And and what I'm, in my mind, what I'm thinking of, like, to turn off an ad set in Facebook, there's like a two-second lag time. Yeah. How are they,
0: (laughs) oh, my God, especially with new ads manager where sometimes it's like weird and slow and kind of laggy. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine handling that. Sometimes, sometimes we have these weird instances where clients like to test a lot of, a lot of different creative and like different buttons and things. And so we'll end up with, I don't know. Twenty ads in an ad set, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is too much to handle." What?
1: Can you imagine 1,500 ad sets with the same od- with the same audience? All like, there's no
0: purpose behind that. In- insane. How do you even manage the budget that way? Right. Is that CBO? It's 1, not CBO. Ad oh, sets- well,
1: let me get to the CBO one. <laughs> oh so this is this is the last one. They call surfing and you have like a cbo and campaign
0: budget optimization right. it's when you let facebook sort of manage the ad spend between ad sets
1: right so you have a cbo and then you you increase the budget um, they say don't increase it more than 100% so that's what they say in here <laughs> okay yeah don't increase Good. it more than 100% and then you turn off the ones that are sort of not working so at 8 a.m. you increase you see what you see what's working and increase it 100% so if you've spent 100 after 100- how long <laughs> from midnight to 8 a.m. Really? Right. So so if you're spending $100 a day now you're spending $200 a day. Okay. At noon, you increase it another 100% and you turn off the ones working. So if you're spending 200 now, now you're spending 400. And then at 4 p.m., or basically every couple of hours, you increase it 100%. This is called surfing.
0: What? <laughs> How you're not getting enough data in 2 hours. Right.
1: All right. So this is an example.
0: Wait. I'm so confused. So this
1: is insane, terrible advice that has tens of thousands of views on but YouTube. But maybe
0: it works for them. Like you're saying it's terrible and we're laughing at it because we cannot conceptualize organizing in that way, I guess. And it does not seem like well, it's it's it, rational it, spending, it, but maybe it works.
1: It only works if you can afford to burn down a client.
0: Yeah. There's no way.
1: Right. And, and no these way. e-commerce dropshippers, they, they do. They find a product on Alibaba, and, they, and if they try it, and if it doesn't work, or they do this horrible thing, and it's a horrible disaster, they just move on to something else. We don't have that that luxury.
0: Yeah, when you're not really spending someone else's money. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. That is completely <laughs> irresponsible spending.
1: You're right. <laughs>
0: oh, that makes me sad. Okay. I will
1: share this video. You will love it. All right. right. Now we need to move on. <laughs> you bring the corsets. We'll bring the cinches. No one wants a waist over nine inches. So what's the makeup? Contains lead poison. At
0: least your complexion will bring all the boys in. What's this song from?
1: Um, I don't know. It sounds like some sort of Russian thing.
0: It doesn't sound Russian at all.
1: Oh. (laughs) That's my sort of generic Russian accent. This doesn't work. Okay. Try this. So now we're moving on to house resolution H2B2B.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This segment is called How to B2B. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So basically we get a question a lot that's like, do – so from a lot of our B2B clients – that are trying to understand which platform they should operate on, mm-hmm. and they say LinkedIn is the natural first reaction, Up. which makes a lot of sense. That's where people do business. That's where people network, and it's a professional platform. But then they ask us, you know, is it even worth it to be on Facebook when we're when we're in when we are have content that's sort of trade related or industry related or is about you know job recruitment, etc.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So often they're like, we need to find decision makers. Uh, are they, they're, they're clearly on LinkedIn. I mean, that's the whole point of going on LinkedIn is to show how good, good you yeah. are making decisions. But are they on Facebook? And, and invariably, I'll ask them like, are you a decision maker? And yeah. they're like, yeah. And they're like, are you on Facebook? And they're like, yeah, all the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, it, there's a weird false perception that you can't find business people or like <laughs> CEOs on Facebook, right. but they're just like everyone else where they are talking to their grandma or they post pictures of right. their babies. Like, I, I just think you need to reframe h- how you think about these platforms because it's not that only this sort of content can go on LinkedIn, only this sort of content can go on Instagram, only this can go on Facebook. All of these people are all of the, on these different platforms. And I think there's also a misconception that you, if you're on LinkedIn, you are in the professional mindset, right? Where we get that from clients a lot, but I don't think that's true at all. And I don't believe we have we don't have data to, to um, back that up either. We get just as good, you know, click through rate and in, in cheap prices on Facebook as we do on LinkedIn with similar content.
1: And, and that that sort of uh, perception pervades all of B2B marketing where people think. I don't know who – no one wants to read your white paper. No <laughs> one wants that. That is not content anyone is going to stop in their feeds for yeah. or even want to read. And it feels like we can't do emotional stuff to B2B.
0: Yeah, no.
1: Oh, gosh. It, it's like B2, B2B. They're not like a separate – class of human beings they're they're normal people absolutely with with emotional drives that respond to emotional things Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and i think we've gotten a lot of success with with using using humor and emotional um and emotion for some of our some of these sort of professional uh b2b campaigns and in on facebook and and on instagram and twitter as well i mean from from my perspective from sort of the ad buying perspective it is so much cheaper to operate on Facebook than it is on LinkedIn, like significantly cheaper that sometimes I would say if you do not have an appropriate budget, you can't, you don't even think about LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, but the targeting on these different platforms is different and you can do some very laser targeting on LinkedIn of people at a certain level.
0: Yes. I mean, in specific job industries with specific, specific skills, with with specific job titles, yes, you can find that. But you can also find it on Facebook because people self, di- or self se- um,
1: diagnose. Diagnose.
0: I know. What am I trying to say? They self I'm identify. With they being self- a business <laughs> professional. <laughs> they self identify what their job roles are right. on Facebook, and now it's it's just it, it's an easy <clears throat> option for you to do. And there's also industry there, and there's also skills. But I think the added benefit is the psychographic information you can add on yeah, Facebook. If you right. see a trend in people of your industry, or people that you want to target, you can absolutely add that to Facebook, That you can't quite do that on LinkedIn.
1: Right. And, and one strategy that we use is sometimes people won't self-identify if it's a very particular job mm-hmm. title, and sometimes you can find that on LinkedIn. So we'll, we'll we'll start something on LinkedIn, try and get them to the site where they're pixeled, mm-hmm. and then we can hit them on Facebook exactly. for much cheaper for exactly. a longer period yeah. of time.
0: Yeah. You're re- you're really dealing with like 30 thirty to $50 CPMs on LinkedIn versus like, you know, your 10 on Facebook.
1: Right, or less.
0: Well, yeah, I know these days. These <sighs> days, utilizing broad targeting. Yeah,
1: they, they say CPMs. CPM keeps going up and up, but not if you're good at your job. <laughs> we're
0: seeing like my uh, under $2 CPMs these days. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, so don't... Think that LinkedIn is just the only platform for B2P. It is not.
1: Right. So moving on to a
0: warning.
1: You bring the corsets, will bring the cinches. No one wants a vase over nine inches. So but the makeup contains lead
0: poison. At least your complexion will bring all the boys in. The song is like making it's, me uncomfortable.
1: I know. Well just we're gonna link to the the web version of this meme and um, watching it will make you even more uncomfortable. It's gross. No
0: me gusta. Okay.
1: <coughs> so we've talked about deepfakes before, um, but it, it's getting totally out of hand it's very quickly. Getting,
0: mm-hmm, it's getting real scary. We're getting <coughs> very deep into deepfakes.
1: So the last time we talked about it, it was about um, there was some like AI like r- researcher group who put out this art project that was deepfakes, and it was in a museum, and it's like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. Um, now, the amateurs have that same technology, and they're putting out stuff that's better.
0: Right. So it's not, like, just researchers anymore. It's not no. people in academia. This is people who just know how to really use these this software, and, and these are artists almost.
1: Yeah, and and what they're doing, they're doing stuff that's, that's funny. So they're taking, like... Uh, Jim Carrey and they're putting him on the face of another movie actor in a scene Mm -hmm. or they're taking Mike Tyson and they're putting on every character in the Full House thing or whatever
0: please link to that Alexia because it is so funny
1: right (laughs) so what's happening is people are are creating content that's getting a lot of upvotes a lot of subscribers on YouTube and that's creating another incentive for everyone else to make this type of content Mm -hmm. and it's very Mm self-reinforcing So one wh- one way that a technology will grow very fast is if you have, like, a really smart team who's working in, like, Sandia Laboratory working on it. But another way is if you decentralize it and you have s- millions of people working and trying to do their own thing and mm-hmm. surfacing the best stuff. And that's what we're happening with, with deepfake technology. But right the
0: now. next step is weaponization. Yeah. Or, I mean, clearly it's already happened, but, like... Now that it's become so amateur and now that it seems so right. normalized, that's when I think it starts yeah. getting it's, scary.
1: It's for the lulz now. For the <laughs> lulls.
0: Well yeah. Well now it's a novelty and now it's like the um the face app and in these these deep peak videos of, of Mark Zuckerberg or King Kardashian or whatever. But politicians and there's yeah. a lot of implication for our legislators or our CEOs and all of that.
1: Yeah. Soon the lulls will be stricken from our faces when this is when this Gets puts out politically, and, and it matters. And you know, there's a there's a quote where it's like a um, a lie. No, the truth. No, a lie will go halfway around the world before the truth has time to put its pants on. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> something my dad okay. would say. I
0: don't even I, that went in one ear and out the other. Um, it's but, not just it's not just video though,
1: right? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, deepfake video is moving very fast, but also um, AI in terms of text-based things. Mm-hmm. So one thing we saw uh, recently was there's this researcher group in San Francisco called Open AI. It's like 100 people that that play with AI. They put out um, an AI called GPT-2. It is trained to predict the very next word of, of a sentence. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that word, you can predict the next word, and pretty soon you can do whole sentences or paragraphs.
0: And what is it trained on?
1: So it's trained on... 8 million um, websites, or 8 million links that are from Reddit that have at least three upvotes.
0: Okay, it's streamed off of Reddit. (laughs) That is incredibly terrifying. When we first talked about this, I was like, oh, maybe it fed it a bunch of news articles or something. Wow. So it's very. It, it like knows well, it knows like popular language. Right,
1: right. So the reason why they used Reddit cuz previous things have been trained off Wikipedia yeah, right. or other corpuses of knowledge, but the reason why they used Reddit is because they were looking for some heuristic of a natural person that say like this is quality. <laughs> so they're saying three upvotes, if it's got three upvotes, someone says that this has some value to it.
0: Okay. All right, interesting.
1: But it's not all news, it's it's Reddit, it's Reddit links in general.
0: Okay. So it could be anything.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Scary.
1: So we, so they, they have like a, they re, they have like a version that has that's like based off forty gigabytes worth of, of of the model size, but they're not releasing it because it could be weaponized. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> so they're not releasing it. And these are like this is like the Open AI people. This is what they do. They like release stuff. They advance the knowledge, but they're not releasing this because it's too good. What they did release is a smaller version that's not as good. That op- other people can play with,
0: so you can just you can just type stuff in and it will predict what you're going to say, right? Almost like auto, like your Google autocomplete?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what okay. it is. So in the after show, I have inputted the first paragraph of some of our Nail Social articles, and it's going to blow your mind with what the second paragraph of that is.
0: Mm, stick around for the after show, <laughs> uh, but for now, let's talk tofu. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh we're still fasting so <laughs> so let's do it you bring the corsets we'll bring the cinches no one wants a waist over nine inches so what's the
0: makeup contains lead poison at least your complexion will bring all the boys in oh okay Jess <laughs> plugged in his computer and it made a buzzing noise and I was like that is what that buzzing noise is and oh then, is that what it is yeah see that's oh, what that is oh sorry so I was telling him to unplug it anyway okay
1: <laughs> Live in one take, (laughs) y'all.
0: Okay. So one thing we've been talking a lot about here at Nail is the importance of video to help us find an audience at the top of the funnel.
1: Right. Tofu. (laughs)
0: At at tofu. Hopefully we can never say that again. Because, yes, um, hyper-targeting is very effective and creating a nice targeted audience is a great way to start when you know exactly who your audience is. Mm -hmm. But for some some audience segments and for some clients – we don't quite know how to find these people. Like they don't tell us what their job titles are. Right. They don't tell us, you know, exactly what they're interested in. We don't have a lot of signals of what who these people are. And so, we need them to almost self-identify. And the way they self-identify is if they tell us that they're interested in something. Right. So, how do we know if they're interested? If they click on it, if they, you know, fill out a form, if they watch a video right. and sometimes the easiest signal is that video and I'm not saying just a three-second view because I think that's not that could be anyone that could right. be anything but a significant view on a video that's very tailored to the specific audience is a good big enough signal that someone is interested And that's how you tar- retarget and that's how you find someone and so we definitely think videos the best option for this because it, you know as, as a retargeting mechanism because if you used clicks it'd be like, you know, that 1% of your audience. It'd be like right. no one you'd be able to retarget to.
1: Yeah, the great thing about video is that the <coughs> the retargeting mechanism is variable. Right. If you're using an article, you're gonna get a 1% click. through. Maybe you'll get a 2%, 3%. Percent, percent. Yeah. So you start with an audience of, of 1 million, and then the next thing you know, you're down to an audience of 30,000 yeah. or something right. like that. Right. But with video, you can do, it's, it's variable. So you can do a three second view in which you might capture a half of the audience. Yep. Or a ninety. Well, yeah, percentage.
0: we've done we've done math on this, and it, it is about half at fifty percent, and or it's about half at um, three seconds, and I think <clears> at <throat> ten seconds, was actually you lose ninety percent of people. Yeah. So it it's a great it's it's a it's a great way to narrow down your audience without losing all of them, and then you 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 can change it. You can go from three seconds to ten seconds, and then you got your fifty percent, your seventy five percent, all the way to ninety five percent, and that's also a great way to make look like audiences. We've gotten great <clears throat> results from a completed view look like audience.
1: Yeah, and uh, we we use video to qualify, but it's it's equally as good to like disqualify something because sure. we don't want to. I mean, that's what the retargeting is. Like, mm-hmm. if if we're going after someone and their job title is you know site selectors or something, <laughs> and the video started off, hey, site selectors. Well, first of all, only site selectors are going to watch that video, right. and the uh, rest of the people aren't. We don't have to pay for those people.
0: Right? Yeah. Exactly. It, it's not only is it retargeting for you know lowering or um, lowering yourself in the funnel, but it's also a good way to you know. Take out people so you don't have to pay for them, and you're not wasting money. Especially if they're at the top funnel, you don't you don't want to um, retarget people who aren't as interested. So yeah, I think that's our big tip. There is using video to help find your audience, especially now that Facebook is a little bit better at audiences than we are.
1: Yeah, a little a little bit. Yeah. They
0: know they know more. They they're, they simply know everything. Coming, and We don't know everything.
1: They're coming for our jobs. <laughs> our our job in the future will be to manage and rein in the algorithms. Excesses.
0: That's already my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into the rant wheel, now rant pole. Oh, Let's do it. You bring the corsets. still we'll will bring
1: the cinches. No one wants a waist over nine inches. So what's the makeup? Contains lead poison. At least your complexion will bring all the poison. <clears throat> so if you've already listened this far, um, check out our, our YouTube channel in a couple of days because you'll see the video of this. Which will be interesting, I think. I guess. <laughs> see how. <laughs> see how just watch we,
0: it again. Let's see
1: how our intermittent fasting is working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to eight inches.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so we've got the rant wheel, which is a recurring segment. But, you guys, we wanted to make it a little bit more interactive. So instead of it being a randomly chosen uh, rant, it is now a voted-on rant. So you can vote on our Twitter. And the four things we had um, on, on the poll this week were clients who don't get it. The e-commerce bubble, Twitter spam, which was recommended by a user, mm-hmm. and
1: awards versus results.
0: So the winner at thirty-four percent of voters was clients who don't get it.
1: Clients who don't get it.
0: What is that? <coughs> who are they? <laughs> Let's name them. <laughs> On blast.
1: Well, I think what, I think that's what this is: is social. The reason why clients hire us to do social is because they don't understand it a lot. And they need help.
0: Well, yeah, that's why you hire anyone to do anything. I don't know how to paint a house.
1: Right. So so they don't understand it. They hire us to go do something. We do something that works within the context of social. And they don't understand why it works. They don't understand what success even means a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So they're they're like evaluating us based off their own ignorance. And it's very... Challenging
0: it is very challenging.
1: <laughs> trying so hard not to name any clients here.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be diplomatic because I also think part of it is us needing to understand. meet them halfway. That is very important. I think right. it's our job to educate and teach and be the be the purveyor of information, and while not seeming like we are. You know the end all be all of information i think it's it's both it's both of us and i don't want to i don't want to make it seem like every client just doesn't get it right
1: and what we found is the best client relationships come out of like a boot camp that we've done for them to educate them on not just what our plan for the campaign is but like social in general Mm -hmm. and we actually we had a client the other day where um we didn't do a boot camp for it previously but now they're like asking for a boot camp to understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think the best case scenario is having someone who understands the language that we're talking about, and, and it could be it could be that they they had a a, um, a social media per, uh, agency before, but they just don't quite know the context we're speaking in and what our views are, what our ideals are. So understanding that from the beginning right, is but you have to great. teach
1: that. There's you no do client have to that there's it. very few clients that are like get social so well that they then need to hire out someone else to help them yeah, right. so anytime you get a client um I, I think it'd behoove you to put some effort into educating them first so the rest of the relationship works out a lot better
0: yeah and then we'll get it
1: let's do it <laughs> so uh that is the end of the short show Stand but around. quick very quick
0: quick no 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 no! quick i, I, meant, I we need to um plug our
1: ears oh right my favorite segment and My yours. My favorite
0: <laughs> segment. You guys check out our website at nail.social. That is the mothership of all things Nail Social. That has our labs information. If you want to do a boot camp, if you wanted to uh, hire us for our management services, for our strategy services, etc. cetera, our um, YouTube channel is over there as well as our newsletter and our um, our Twitter page as well, Nail Social.
1: Yeah, our, our Twitter, a.k.a. where we rant about stuff. <laughs> dropping the f-word on tweets like five times this morning oh that's in good taste
0: (laughs) okay guys stick around for the after show and thanks for listening (laughs) alexia just said that was 35 minutes that's not a short show
1: uh, 35 quality minutes okay
0: Okay, let's do this AI demo. So, what did you say? You said you were going to, or you already fed it with, right? You fed the AI with um, nail social stuff.
1: Right. So the the way this the way this AI works is you put something in, and then it predicts the next word, and then you and then you click a button to predict the next word and the next word and the next word. So it's word by word. It's word by word. Wow,
0: I thought it was like paragraphs. No. Okay. Interesting.
1: No. It it is word by word.
0: So what did you feed it? <clears throat>
1: um. So, uh, I'll just give an example of something non-nail social. Okay. Um, so, that was Alexia came up with the, f- the phrase, uh, I don't know where this came from, but it was, hold on, let me just find it.
0: This after is a good show, use of our time. After
1: show content. Um. Do you need help? <laughs> so, Alexia came up with the phrase, <laughs> save me. No, so Alexia came up with the phrase, Um, The boy was riding his bike and got hit by a car. That's the first sentence. I don't know where she came up with that. But what the AI then spit out was, he was taken to a hospital and is expected to survive. The driver of the car, a woman, was not injured. The boy's mother, who was not at the scene, said she was shocked by the accident. I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked, she said.
0: The first thing I thought about this, and now that now this has better context, because now I know that it was fed with Reddit, the driver, a woman, a woman. Yeah. So there's clearly some bias in there, <laughs> and that is very dangerous for AI. Very. That makes me really nervous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally lost my train of thought.
0: No, that's crazy that but, it's but, it's. But it's crazy it's to biased. see
1: this story develop word by word in real time for something that doesn't even know the second word after what it's going to yeah. say.
0: Man. Okay. What, so what does ours look like?
1: So, ours. Um, so, we had <laughs> so we, we had a TikTok article on the website. Mm-hmm. Everything you know about TikTok, you should read it. So, the, the beginning of that article is TikTok is taking over our phones, our time, our kids. It's nothing to fear yet, but it's important to understand. At Nail Social, we've been using TikTok since the beginning of time. And we're going to go over exactly what it is, what it is not, and how to get the most out of it as a marketer. Okay. So, the AI then spit up. What is TikTok? Question mark. Paragraph, paragraph. TikTok is a social network for people who want to connect with people who share their interests and interests in a fun and friendly way.
0: Okay. <laughs> How did it know it was a social network? It must see those words together a lot. Yeah. TikTok and social. I
1: guess. Um, Interesting. Clearly not the best. Yeah, that's
0: not a great <laughs> We're not going
1: to be using this AI to write the rest of our articles. That's
0: not super great. <laughs> the other one was really good, though. The one the, uh, Alexia wrote.
1: Right. So so maybe uh, since a lot of Reddit is news articles, it it does well with news. And this is the reason why they wanted to not release this thing because people think they thought it would weaponize fake news to yeah. a degree that it's unseen oh, before. Scary, scary, scary. <clears throat> so we, have, we wrote another article about hashtags um, and how much they're worth. And what we wrote is um, how much is a hashtag worth? I'll tell you. It's three cents. Add five hashtags to your post, and that's 15 cents of value. Add 30 hashtags, and you're just shy of a dollar, and add a value. That is how I use hashtags and how the rest of the world uses hashtags, and it does not make any sense. That's what we wrote.
0: Also good advice.
1: So the AI followed up with, I'm not saying that you should not use hashtags. I'm saying... Wait, (laughs) hold on. It said, I'm not saying that you should not use hashtags. I'm saying that you should not use hashtags in a way that is not a good use of your time.
0: That's very good, because that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what we're saying.
1: That's not bad. Did
0: you post that article in Reddit?
1: No, <laughs> no, I didn't. You might have. <laughs> but one of the things that happens is um, you'll start to do this, and the AI gets in a loop. Oh. So after that, it's it goes it goes to say, I'm not saying that you should not use it. It just gets in this weird loop, because like the next word... It's not, it's not looking to create a, a good article. It's just going after the very next word and just gets into these weird okay. loops. Mm. Um, so Wow. There's another one which is really weird. Um, so we, we recently put up an article about um, like behind the scenes of a high pressure social ads campaign, uh, whatever. So this, this starts off there are very few rock stars in the social ad space. Placing an optimized ads just is not sexy, but that does not mean it cannot be incredibly dramatic. Mm
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> So then the AI filled in some gaps and said, The ad agency that created the ad for the new album, The Weeknd, has a new campaign that is a bit more subtle than the usual pop-up ads. The ad is a little more subtle than the usual pop-up ads, but it's still a pop-up. The the Weeknd's new album, Starboy, is out June 12th. Did we do the advertising for that? <laughs> 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 so, Should we? So first of all, The weekend's out. That Starboy album came out in 2016 in like January.
0: Oh, the date was wrong?
1: The date was wrong. That's interesting. I don't know where it... Or maybe it was like sexy. Because we did S- mention... We, went, we mentioned Rockstar. We mentioned not being sexy. And if I think of like a sexy rock star, maybe it's that's the weekend. <laughs> no,
0: not sexy rock star.
1: I know, but where did they come up with the weekend? And now into the weekend's album, Starboy. That's a great question.
0: Star, Rockstar. star, oh, maybe, star. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That this is, is a lot of conjecture. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying.
1: <laughs> so, um, the th- at least the dumb version of this algorithm is not ready for prime time.
0: No, sir. Wow. Let us know if you guys uh <laughs> if you guys play with this and what you think of it cuz it's really kind of scary. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll send you a link to it. Um on our blog where we're going to be posting the show notes yep. and various other information and contextual uh, stuff.
0: Absolutely. Okay, you guys. Thank you for listening to our super short episode. <laughs> uh and we'll talk to you next week.
1: See ya.